0: One at Flamborough was a big one. I got the right front in the walkthrough gate at the flag stand. Ooh. Yeah, that's still on Kojiko Sports. They show that. for the, a highlight. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. We've had a, a lot of requests. Haven't seen you in 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah since lunch. Um, so with all, all my racing-type guests... Kind of paint a uh, paint a picture of, I guess, where you were born, kind of where you grew up. I know you moved around a lot, and, and what your early childhood was like.
0: Um, back, f- what I can remember, as far as, we grew up on a farm in Markham, and uh, yeah, just did that, had the dirt bikes, and learned how to drive in a 69 Chevy pickup, with a three on the tree. Nice. 150 acres, and uh, yeah, just... Were you guys farming it? No, just no. Just land. Uh my dad had a tow truck business. Okay. So uh yeah, we just lived there. I went went to a school in Unionville and lived there until we moved out Oakville. And
1: was your dad racing from the time you were born or later on?
0: Yeah, 70 he started.
1: Okay. So I was 3, right? And, and it five. wasn't anything to do to do with his dad. It was he started
0: doing it. Yeah, he helped a guy out a little bit at Pinecrest Speedway. Okay. And then the year after that, he built his own car. Right. And, uh, away he went.
1: So why'd you guys move to Oakville?
0: Well, <clears throat> I have to go back a little bit. He was out there doing his racing thing. Um, he had a shop fabricating, and he was building these trailers, mm. uh, race car trailers. Okay. Really low slung trick little trailer. And uh, Junior saw them at the racetrack, Junior Hanley. Okay. And he, he bought a whole bunch of them. Okay. Ordered like five, six of them. Right. So he did the trailers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next thing I knew, I was in Oakville. And uh,
1: so so he moved his trailer business to Oakville. Junior
0: bought the fixtures and everything. Okay. And my dad went to work for him then.
1: Okay. So kind of bought out his business and, and saw that your dad was a good fabricator. Yeah. And said, come work in my race shop. Yeah.
0: And that was, I want to say, late 81-
1: Okay. And did your dad continue to race when he started working at juniors? No. Okay.
0: No, he packed it in. He raced a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. like one ofs here and there, but that was it. There's, there's no time for racing when you were working there.
1: Right, right. That was probably full time. So then when did, I guess, you, what was your introduction to racing just growing up around that shop?
0: Yeah, I'd go there every day after school. Okay. Um, you know, weld seats together, radio boxes.
1: Like as a pretty little kid?
0: Yeah, I was like grade seven. Okay. (laughs) And uh, every day, four o'clock, I was there and worked till six, seven. So the apprenticeship started early? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't just hang around. Right, right. You'd find something for you to do. Yeah. When did uh, did racing start for you and how did that start? Not till later. I was, in this day and age, I was really late. Yeah. I was 15? Okay. In go-karts? Yep. Okay. And uh, a friend of Junior's, uh, Kenny Bonham, Yeah, he, uh, he just said, hey, I've got this, um, it was a four cycle twin, G200s. Two,
1: like two engines. Two yeah.
0: engines. And uh, you had to be 16 to run them. And his son was way young. Okay. But he bought the thing. He said, why don't you come race it till Steven's old enough? Right. And then I ran that for, for quite a while, really. So you had a team owner right away. Yeah, I had a a car owner immediately. Yep, yep. which was the only way I was going to do it, right?
1: And uh, I guess what was that like at the time? Where was it? Did you did you get a decent gauge on on your ability doing that? Well,
0: I grew up in it, um, so you learn a lot of lessons being around it full time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the karting specifically. No, I just jumped in and went. And okay, I wasn't. I was okay. Yeah, you know, it wasn't really my. Who is And oh so Did you go with your dad To the track Or was he busy he, They worked they, Okay Like Like nobody is gonna outwork Those two Like it's a hundred hours Every week Right Sunday to Sunday Eight o'clock till ten o'clock Wow And just you know Eat your lunch While you're working Right And uh, Cause it, at that time Junior was building There was three of them In the shop full time Okay And he was there Building a the car a week Wow so
1: when did you uh did you fi- you finished high school? Yep, yep. Um,
0: but you were working basically full time otherwise with them. I was learning, right? Yep, yep. And uh, I went to the races with them sometimes. Yep, you know a bunch of them, and you learn so much then. So when I when I did start racing, I was pretty prepared.
1: Right, right. Know? As to, as to what the drill was, what was important. Yep, you know, you know how to prepare. So when did the when did your racing really
0: start when when was the jump to cars? Uh, we finished up with the carts. I ran that for a couple of years and then another fella had a hobby car,
1: okay? Like a vintage modified yep. or is it vintage okay.
0: modified? Yep. And um he said Do you want to drive it. So I said sure. So I got in that, started at Flambro. And I never really raced full time. Okay. So Started with that. It went really well. I think we finished third or fourth the first night and um, ran that. The season after that, we built a brand new car. Right. For... Like out of junior shop? Um, Well, my dad had a shop too. Okay. So we built it there. Just built a a brand new hobby car and ran that. That was in 91. Okay. Yeah. You're 24 or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then... So... How did you kind of conceptualize, like, after that f- that first season, you know, how did you conceptualize, I guess, your career? Were you, okay, I want to go, you know, be a race car driver, or was it the model, just whatever Junior was doing?
0: No, it was, you know, I was going to do what I could. Yeah. Um, it was a lot easier then. Mm. The kids now have it tougher, because then you could build your own stuff. You could go, if you worked hard, you could, you know, the tires were... 50 bucks. Right. You know, you could get going on your own now. It's, and I was lucky. I had people who really knew what they were doing, who really knew what they were doing and other people who really helped me. Right. You know? So I had that car. That was my own car. I ran that. And then Bill Snowden came along. Okay. And his wife told him, it's a good story. She said, if you're going to continue to own that super late model, you better put somebody in it that can drive it. (laughs) (laughs) So he came to me, he said, do you want to drive it? And that was it. What 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 year was that? That was, um, so 92, I won the championship in the vintage modifieds. Right. I ran here and there, probably 94. Okay. He came.
1: Okay. So you won the vintage modified championship and that was the year your dad passed. 92. Right. Yeah. Um, How, how much of a struggle was that for you to adjust? I mean, I'm sure he was, you know, like anyone in racing, their dad is monumental in helping them, you know, in the shop or at the track or, you know, one of each. Yeah. How much was it a struggle for you and Scott, I guess, to adjust?
0: In the racing end of it, it was easy because when I built that car, like I needed a trailer. There's the fixtures. Go build the drawing. Build it. Right. Um. I needed to build a car. There's the tubing rack. Figure it out. Right. Right. I needed a motor. A few guys helped me out with engines. It was like figure it out. He only came to the racetrack two, three times. Okay. Ever. Wow. So, at the racetrack, I was on my own. Right. It was uh, sink or swim. Right. So he always knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, so as far as the racing is concerned, it wasn't a big transition right um he wasn't there holding my hand so <clears throat> but the shop was tough right you know and it, it's it's tough It just sure.
1: tough right sure
0: yeah uh and you took over your dad's shop yeah just for finish up what was going on and i was in the middle of a motor machinist apprenticeship okay at the time i was like halfway through it right and uh, i just went to the shop and Started working right, so
1: right took over everything,
0: yeah, and then stuck with it,
1: right. Yeah. So when was kind of your because you've got so many good stories of traveling down south with you know Randy McDonald and Junior and yeah. Baloo and stuff. When was that all happening? Right around that time.
0: Yeah. Well, my first trip with them really was Nashville. Okay, and that was eighty one. Oh, so yeah, you are like twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know it's it's the All American four hundred. You know they're on the pole, they're leading the race, they're, you know, they're, they're the guys, right. period. And uh, it's just great experiences, right? Like Pete Hamilton is there, mm-hmm. you know, Baloo, Junior, everybody, right? You know, the kings of short track racing. You know, and there there was a lot of other trips. Like some of the best trips were around town, right? You know, to Barry Speedway on a Wednesday night or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you go with him, you work your tail off, and. You know, anything less than winning is, it's a quiet ride home. Right. Right. You know, um, you wanted to,
1: you've got a story where you wanted to go or you had set up to go work with Baloo for the winter or something like that no, or that, summer.
0: That came from Nashville. I was there. All, I worked with him all weekend. Okay. And um, so it, it, Sunday, Sunday afternoon rolls around, the races are over, we're packing up and he says, why don't you stay and work for the, for the summer? I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Right. So I go to my dad. I said, hey, I'm staying. He's like, no, you're not. There's a motor home over there. You're getting in it, and it's on its way home. Because they were going to New Smyrna or somewhere right after that. Right. And I had to go back to school. Right. So he said, your ride's over there. You're- he saw that that it wasn't a good path. Yeah, probably before I did. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to finish school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to finish school before you get the real education. Right. Um, so then when
1: did, uh, so you're, yeah, you're saying 94, that's when the super late model came, deal came about. Yep. And then now you're, you're doing some racing.
0: Yeah. We're doing the super thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the Flexmore series and super like super late models. Then there was a race every weekend. Right. You could go or not go. It wasn't a huge points deal. Okay. But we ran that as much as we could. Yep. Sold off the hobby car and all that. And, uh, yeah, my first trip to Peterborough Speedway and that thing, I went down the back straightaway, first green lap, and the brake pedal went right to the floor. Oof. Yeah, just about got out. The car had sat forever. Yeah. And it was a last-minute thing. O-rings fall out of the caliper. So we took that and rebuilt it. You hit the wall? Oh, hard, yeah. Yeah. I almost got out of the racetrack. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So we stripped it. Just went front to back, fixed yep. it, and then we were on our way. And then
1: in those early nineties you were running like a crazy amount of races. Kind of all pretty locally, right?
0: Yeah, everything local. Yeah. I didn't go I didn't stray too far away. Um, they had that Flexmore series and then they had triple fifties at Flamborough specials and Run What You Brung and Right Wings and Boards. So it was a fun time and and I was busy in the shop too at that time. Right. Right. So, so, in the shop, this is your own shop, yep, okay, yeah, so you never really went and worked for junior, nope, okay, no, nope. I just if he needed help, I'd help him, right, and uh and vice versa, right, you know i I wouldn't have raced without him, right, honestly, okay, none of it, okay, so in, in what sense, just, just if I needed help, he helped, right, you know, if I needed stuff he he always helped right, quietly, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I wouldn't have raced without him and and the knowledge, right? You know, right? He was the best at looking at something and going, "Hey, you're gonna leave that like that," mm. you know, and then you could pry out of him what it was, <laughs> yeah. what, what I was failing miserably at.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, and he did that for a lot of guys,
1: right? You know. <laughs> so, uh, with that super deal, how did again? How did you conceptualize that? Was the prize money good enough? to go for it to make sense as, as spending like a lot of time
0: doing it. It was good because I didn't own it. Right. Um, Bill Snowden owned it. Right. And he was fantastic. He's passed away from ALS, but um, he was great. He'd say, if you need it, buy it. Okay. You yeah. know, if, if it's a toy, yeah, we'll talk about it. Right. And, you know, he was big on the motor thing. Mm. You know, you had to have good motors. So, you know, go to Gary Cunningham and order what you want. Right. So we had really good motors, you know, got rid of that car and built a brand new car. Right. And, um, yeah, won a lot of races with him. Um,
1: So what did it, like, what did it pay to win, I guess? You know, you were, you would go, say, Sobel, Flamborough, Peterborough. They were 50 laps. Okay. So not
0: much wear and tear on the cars. No, nope. 50 laps. You got there four in the afternoon. Yeah. You were home by midnight, 1.30, you know, a, lo- a late night would be one in the morning. Yeah. Uh, the tires were 80, 90 bucks a piece, and they paid 15, 1800 to win.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And you got a piece of that or the whole thing? Yeah. We just put it back in. Right. 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 So, you know, I bought what we needed, just kept the, maintained the car. And and uh, yeah, you could, you know, sometimes they'd have triple 50s and Kawartha, they had triple 50s. We won all three. I think each one paid 1500 and they had a $1,500 bonus for winning all three. Right. You know, I spent 600 bucks in tires. Yep. You know, it makes what we're doing now look silly. Right. You know.
1: Right. <clears throat> um, was there, like, a plan in your mind as far as, um, you know, moving south to what is probably the mecca of, you know, short track racing or... Ask her stuff.
0: Well, my dad told me when I was younger, if you want to do that, go now. Mm-hmm. You know, I went in 95 with Murray.
1: Okay. Yeah, who I've had on the podcast, yeah. Murray Tim, yeah.
0: And uh, he, Eddie Dickerson hired me. He said, get your paperwork and you can come here. But I you, I, I had young family. Yeah. I wanted to race. Yeah. You know, and the immigration stuff. It's a tedious process. I'd work at the shop. I was busy. Yeah, you know, so I just didn't do it. Right. You know. Right. So what? Uh,
1: what kind of stuff were you doing at the shop? You were building chassis, and for anyone,
0: you know, anyone notable. Yeah, we did uh, a ton of cast car stuff. Okay. Okay. Uh, get Peter Gibbons, Neil Fair. Um, Gibbons won a bunch of championships. Um, probably built a hundred and fifty. Cars. Wow. Over those like years. cast cars, Not or total, ca- total, okay. yeah. yeah. And doing super late models, right? Sportsman cars, thunder cars. Built Larry Jackson's first race car, right? Right. So, yeah, just you know, doing our thing, and we were one and a half, two people, right? So, right, you know. So then,
1: you're doing the soup, the super late model stuff, and. When does uh when do you set your sights on Cascar? How does you've got it you 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 get a a deal essentially to go racing? How yeah. does that come about?
0: Yeah, we talked about it. Um, Bill didn't want anything to do with it. He's okay. a very smart man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Scott had a connection with Dana. Yeah, with Wix Filters, right? Federal or uh,
1: Dana being the parent company and Dana yeah. Corporation. Yeah, yeah. So
0: they had a whole umbrella of companies. Yeah. So we talked to them a little bit, or Scott did. Scott did it all. Mm. and um, Scott, your
1: younger brother, who's yep. six years younger?
0: Yeah, he, he dealt with all that stuff. Yep. He dealt with, you know, he got T-shirts made, and I'm like, why are we wasting money on T-shirts? Right. Who's right. going to buy those? Right. And we paid our tire bill with T-shirt money. Oh, wow. You know, so yep. I just wanted to work on the car and drive it. Right, and he was more of the marketing guy. I didn't want to deal with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, And he did a really good job at it. yeah. You know, putting it out there, and he got the deal. Okay. Um, it was nowhere near enough money. Right. But it was supposed to be a three-year deal. Okay. So the first year was X amount. So we managed, we did our own work. Right. So we got to the racetrack. Right. Right. And then... Um,
1: you guys got that deal, though, on a crazy timeline for the season, right?
0: Yeah, like four weeks before. And you had to build everything. Because I said, I'm not spending a penny.
1: Till til you get the check.
0: Till it's done. Yeah. And it was their first deal. So it took time. Yeah. You know, there's contracts and lawyers and I'm just saying, he's like, we should get going. And I'm like, man, you got money. Right. You know, so, um, he did the best he could and we're learning, mm-hmm. you know, but he did it, you know, second, third biggest corporation on the planet. Yeah. It's impressive. You know? So we did it. Um,
1: got going, didn't run very good. Right. Just um, what lack of time to prep and test? No,
0: just it really didn't fit me. Mm.
1: The, like the car, the, yeah. the style. Yeah,
0: I was, yeah. I, I was bad at it. Mm. You no, know, it took a lot of time really to get. They're a different animal. Sure. Yeah, you can't drive them hard. Or the harder you drive them, the slower you go. Yeah. You know, and I was just over driving the hell out of the car, and we were down on motor. Mm. You know, no excuses. We had a great car. Sure. Um, but it just didn't fit me. Mm. It was not my, you know. And then I got pissed about it, yeah, and hated it, yeah. And then it just got worse, right, right. it's anymore, frustrating going to the track, be there, yeah, yeah. You know, you get out of the super, you just won three fifty lappers in a row, and getting that thing, and you know, you can run thirteenth if you have a good day, right, right. You know, and it's just it's tough racing. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: so yeah, that you know, and then the sponsor had trouble with Cascar. Car. Mm. I don't know the details, but they weren't happy. Right. Whatever happened. And they come to me at the end of that year and said, we're not coming back. So our three-year plan. So the first year was just enough to get into trouble. Right. Year two would catch you up. Right. Year three. It would make sense. It would make sense. Mm. Right. And, uh, yeah, that was, you know, what are you going to do? Right. So you got all this
1: nice shiny new equipment. Yeah. Then yeah. what'd you do? You end up
0: selling it? Jim Bray came into the shop one day. Okay. Who I've also had on the podcast. Yeah. Yep. And he said, hey, I heard you're getting out. You guys are done. The sponsor's gone. And I, I'm i like, yep. And he said, I want to buy the car. And I said, Jim, like I knew Jim pretty good. He's a great guy. Yeah. I said, he, I, he said, I'll buy it. You drive it. It makes sense that I can make money with this. <laughs> and I said, Jim, don't do it. You know, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not the guy for you anyway, mm. but he bought it. Okay. And uh, I re- I drove for him for a little bit in 99. Yeah. Just hit and miss here and there. Right. And it was better actually. Mm. I don't know. Just less stress. Yeah. I just tried to figure out how to be better at it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we ran the road courses. First time I ever seen Mossport in my life.
1: First. Well, other than go-karting, I guess first road courses really.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Never seen the place. Yep, go there for the cast car race. Oh, yeah, that's quite
1: the track, quite yep.
0: the race to show up in. Put a map on the dash and away <laughs> I went. <laughs> and, it uh, was, and it was grass then. <laughs> yeah, 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 the the Armco coming out of one through two through yep. three. Ron Fellows took me out mm. and in the pace car and said he, he was awesome. Just put your wheel there. Put your wheel there. Put your wheel there. Whatever gear you think you should be in, go up one. Okay and I picked up like 2 seconds, right? Right away, right? You know, Robin Buck was a big help and we ran good actually. We should have ran third in that one race. Wow. And uh, broke the shifter mm. with 3 to go. So, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Right? Right? And then I was running the Super
1: during that time. Yeah. yeah. So when did um and I'm I'm not like I don't I don't know the whole history on the Super late model stuff. When did it become Oscar Super late model?
0: <laughs> They were around for quite a while. I think, like 92? Okay, but there was always they were always split.
1: Right. It wasn't like earlier when super <coughs> late models could kind of go anywhere. Well, with it was
0: it, earlier. It was a late model. Right. Right. Okay. You had a late model, and you had challengers, mm. and you had thunder cars. Okay. So you could take your late model. You could go to Sobel, mm-hmm. Barrie, Delaware. Like Junior used to run you know, sometimes three, four nights a week. Wow. You know, you'd leave Cayuga on Sunday afternoon and go to Sable Beach for Sunday night, mm. you know, and that's how it was. And then they got split up and, you know, they had this group, that group, and it was a mess. And it's it's kind of like that now. Right. You know, but, um, yeah, Bill still owned the car. Yeah. Um, built a brand new car, ran that, probably four or five races, sold it built another brand new one and uh yeah we we just go to the racetrack no paint no numbers and nice yeah and you guys
1: during during that era kind of dominated you had something like a 40 percent win rate
0: yeah that was like oh three 2003 oh
1: four five six yeah yeah um you uh You were friends with Don Biederman, and you you won his memorial race, like, four or five times in a row?
0: Three times. Okay. Three times, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think Jeff Hanley's won it four. Okay. Yep. And Rob Clark won it a bunch of times. Yeah, it was a cool race to win. Right. And they moved it around. Yep. Um, Flamborough was usually the the home for it. So, yeah. We built the car for that race and just showed up. Hadn't raced all year and won it that night, which was great. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we had fun with those cars.
1: They're I guess explain uh, for someone who doesn't know what kind of or you know, superlates down in the states. What what were what was the rule book
0: like? Um, think it was pretty simple. When it first started, it was a cubic inch, yep, left side weight and a tire, and that's it. And I think, you know, the, I think the f- spoiler height was forty five inches. Okay, no roof height. Right. You know, not like the rules were more of a suggestion, Mm. you know, you had to have seat belts and, you know, you have to have a motor, bring a good one. Right. And then they tried the age old question, we're going to save you money. Mm. Right. So then we got into the steel headed motors. It just cost money. Right. Right. So that's where it kind of split. You know, you've got an aluminum motor that makes 750 horsepower. Well, this guy's got a steel headed motor. He can't compete. Right. Or he thinks he can't compete. Yeah. You know, so they changed all the rules. So they put a restrictor plate on our motors. Yeah, now you're into like balance of performance. Well, yeah, you got a eight hundred horse motor with an inch and a quarter restrictor plate on it. Yeah. So Bill said we'll build steel motor. Sure. So he called Gary, said build a steel motor to their rules. Well, we were faster with the steel motor. Right. So but we spent fifty grand. Yeah doing it and that's the motor that's in the blue corvette oh downstairs the one okay. that you ran yeah 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 that's the motor. good motor yep so still kicking hmm. <clears throat>
1: um you've had some hard hits yeah a few uh tell me about some of them or that you remember <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, one at cayuga in the cast car that was a big one hit flat right sides just before the flag stand and uh, well, I'll tell you the left, the steering box was jammed into the ground. Oh. So that was a big one and uh, broke a motor at Mossport and it locked the rear wheel, just about where you'd lift at the oval on the back. Oh, straight. on it the oval. The okay. Oval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Locked the rear wheels when it blew up and I hit flat left sides. Like spun around and hit. Just spun and hit completely <laughs> flat on. The, and that's the hardest you're going to hit, you know. And then uh, one at Flamborough was a big one. I got the right front in the walk-through gate at the flag flag stand. Ooh. That's still on Kojiko Sports. They show that for the- It's a highlight? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Mm. You ever hurt yourself bad? No. Just concussions? Never broke anything. Had a bad one at Peterborough on the back straightaway. But that's it. You know, raced a lot of years, so five or six is not too bad. Almost died in Newfoundland last year. You did? You. Oh yeah, that was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So then uh, so then NASCAR comes up and buys Cascar and Jim still got his deal and you can like you continue to do some
0: NASCAR stuff throughout the years? Yeah, he would put guys in <clears throat> he had Joey McComb, mm-hmm. he had Larry Jackson. So I couldn't do it for him all the time, right? And he wanted to do more and more and more. And I just couldn't do it. Right. Right. And, um, you know, if I saw somebody I thought could help him, we'd put him in. Like, we had we had Brandon Watson in that car at Cayuga when he was 13. Really? Yep. Just testing. 13 or 14. Yeah. Yeah, we just took him on a test. I said, you need to look at this kid. Right. Right. I watched him race mini stocks at Barry. Mm. And he was impressive. Yeah. And uh, Jim took him out and put him in the car. Wow. <clears throat> At that point, there's not much more I can do. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know what happened or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, it's, uh, he was good. Mm-hmm. He, he was, like, he was impressive as a little kid. Right. You know, like, we raced up there probably three times a year, and they raced every night we were there. Right. And he's like, you know, who is this kid? Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a few of those.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so then you're, you know, Doing some of those races, like you got to run Montreal. The, I did the Formula One. Well drive. he
0: called me about that one and I said, Absolutely, I'll do that one. How, how many guys get to race there?
1: Yeah. Formula Nobody.
0: One drivers in the Bush series at that point. That's it. Yeah. So I said, For sure I'll do that one. So yeah, I had a great time there. Um hopefully you get to go there someday. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I think NASCAR. We'll go enjoy back. It. Yeah. It'd be a it'd be a monstrous event for for the Pinty series if they do it. Mm-hmm. Probably the best race fans in the world, maybe. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like arguably, you drive down in the hairpin, passing somebody, and you can hear them. Like it was incredible. It was That's a great cool. event. Yeah, ran good. Yeah, ran. Probably should have finished tenth or eleventh. Yeah, broke the sway bar on the white flag lap. Mm. The curbs are big there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't, they don't want you on them. Well, you can't get the right in the chicane coming onto the front. Yeah. So you, I hit the right. And it launches you in the air. You I'm can see two wheels. Yeah, and I did it quite well mm-hmm. because as it was coming down, it pinned the left on the left hand one. Oh yeah, and it blew the sway bar right off the car. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's why I tell you now: stay off the curbs. Yep, yeah, they're hard on the car. Yeah, so
1: what um, you you like? You were exposed to so many guys at such a young age. Um, who were some of? I guess your heroes or guys you looked up to Or kind of traveling through the states Like wow you know that's cool Look at that
0: guy Um, Probably probably race wise Like junior Yeah, You know I don't know anybody that works as hard Still to this day Mm -hmm. And smart as a Whip Just the work ethic The detail Mm. You know everything start to finish and you know the little things that people don't think matter Mm. you know that's why he was so good you know that's why his cars were so good you know and uh Baloo yeah you know just incredible wheel man we all know that Um, David Pearson Mm. you know guys like that yeah yeah who
1: uh who stands out in this era for you as as like a you know a major talent could be any form of racing
0: Um, Bubba, Bubba Pollard. Yeah. He's that old school. You know, he goes from Maine to California and wins. Yeah. Uh, there's another guy, Preston Peltier, Mm -hmm. same type of deal. Works his butt off by himself. Yeah. See, he can, he builds the car, puts the body on the car, scales the car, drives the truck. Yeah. Goes to the racetrack, crew chiefs it and wins. Right. You know, those guys are hard to hard to beat. Hard to find. Right. And hard to beat and that was Jr's deal. Mhm. And um <clears throat> but as far as talent-wise lately, um freaking uh, Stackley's kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um he's really good. Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh Raphael. Yeah. You know. There's a, there's a bunch. Mhm. You know. There's there's some As far as drivers and racers, there's, you know, there's a bunch of pretenders. Sure. But those, you can tell, Mm -hmm. you can tell how good a guy is, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. their attitude and how they respond and,
1: you know, I think that, uh, that do everything mentality, um, talking to your brother, Scott, he, was, he says, get John to, t- to tell, uh, tell you the story about when he wasn't going to race, but then he just loaded everything up with no tools and, and went and won the race and didn't even have any tools there. Just a jack stand or something. That was with his car. Was it?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he was going to the cottage or something mm. and, um, I don't know if he knows it was with his car, <laughs> <laughs> but he had a modified. Okay. Really cool little, like, basically a NASCAR modified with a little crate, not a crate, but a, We ran on an eight inch slick and they were having a special at Flamborough and, uh, I just went, we had these tires left over from something and, uh, yeah, we went there, we won. We, you. Yeah. Yeah. It was just you, right? I took a, I took a Jack, a tire stagger gauge, an air pig. And, uh, yeah, we went one, the hobby car I did it one night too. Same thing. I wasn't going to go, mm-hmm. and at four thirty, four forty-five in the afternoon, I just pushed it on the trailer myself and went. Yeah. And they wanted to tear the motor down that night. I said I got nothing, so uh, yeah, I had to borrow tools to take the clutch out of it <laughs> and everything. <laughs> That's good.
1: Yeah. So if you were um, if you were in charge of of someone's career, like a, a really young kid, what would you have them do? What would you have them go race? um you know say their career like their end goal is undefined but how would you you know set them up on what would their schedule kind of be
0: um four cycle carts mm. to start because they can learn a lot of racecraft mm. they can learn that mistakes cost them you know it's not like a two cycle where you make a mistake and it's yeah you know it hurts you but not four cycle you go to the to the back yeah <clears throat> and there's a lot of good kids racing mm. you know so you can get you can get good, you know, that's where I'd start anybody. Yeah. You know, maybe even at an older age. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And it's physical. Yeah. You know, and then honestly, I'd start them at Flamborough mm. because if you can run good there, you can go anywhere. Tricky track. It's tricky and, and it's rough and it's tough and you learn, you know, if you make mistakes, you're going to pay for it. Yep. Yeah one way or the other yeah and um yeah it depends what route they want to go whether it's road racing or but carts is always good start it's always the best start yeah and it's i don't know how affordable it is anymore but yeah you're gonna spend it one way or the other sure you know i'd get hooked up with a group Mm -hmm. i just did this with a kid Mm -hmm. a friend of matthew's through hockey yeah he's older He's thir- 14. Right. Just starting. Right. And his dad said, What do we do? Yeah. And I just hooked him up with uh, Timmers. Right. Take care of him. Yeah. You know, and he's doing really well. But it's hard to start on your own when you know nothing and you don't have connections. Yeah. You know, but they're already talking about Formula Ford. Oh, well,
1: that's good. He said, Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, back her down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I remember,
1: I think, my fir- first or second race, my dad got told that older tires were better. So we
0: ran on old tires for the whole,
1: the whole first season. I'll tell them
0: that next weekend. Yeah. Older tires are better. Yeah. But yeah, carts. Yeah. You know, it's where. you know, and and do something on the dirt. Mm. Carts on the dirt. Sure. You know, why not? Yeah. I've never done it. Mm. Yeah, cart on the dirt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think you probably learn, you know, four-cycle go-kart asphalt is is good for everything you stated, but then you don't learn driving in the slip like you would on the dirt.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like I've heard guys run their kids in the rain on the slicks. Mm-hmm. You know? Now it doesn't rain enough to, I don't think, learn a lot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, put them on the dirt, you know? And then uh, see where your budget takes you from there. Right. You yeah. know, in what direction, you know? hmm If you were to... uh
1: if you were to design a series, you know, pick, say, a late model series or a super late model series or any any sort of oval asphalt series, um, you know, how would you design it?
0: I don't know. That's a... I think know, or at the least p- some principles. <clears throat> I'd control the tire. Mm. Okay. Um, give them a race car. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, the crate... Crate thing seems to work. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. I don't think it's quite a crate anymore. Sure. Um, But you can match a crate with a built. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. If the guy wants to have 750 horsepower, and you put him on an 8-inch tire. Right? Yeah. The guy with the little crate motor is going to beat him. Right. You know, unless he's, you know, Kyle Kyle freaking Bush or something. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, limit the tire. Pull the tire back. I right. see it even in the dirt stuff and the late models around town. Everybody can buy a incredible race car. Mm-hmm. And you just, you go to McCall, you go wherever. Yeah. Um, and you buy a fantastic race car. The race cars are all the same. Mm. It's like the Pinty's cars. Yeah. X, Y, Z, they're what you do with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you could flip them all upside down. They look the same. Right. <clears throat> but pull the tire back. Mm-hmm. And then, then race. Right. Everything's overtired. Mm. Right? It's even the vintage stuff. Like yep. the Corvette, they got way too much tire. Those right. cars are going way too fast for what they are. Mm. Maybe not our car. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty pretty good pretty car. Pretty damn good car. Yeah. Right? But he's going 180 miles an hour at V I R. Yeah, in a sixty nine Corvette. Right. Yeah. So pull the tire back, slow them down. Right. You know, and then make them race. And promoters always say, oh, then you'll have a lot of racks. I I say BS. Yeah. Because you're in control of your car. You know how fast you drive in the corner. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to drive into the guy's door or not. Yeah. So it's up to you. You know, the tire's not making the car wreck. Right. 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 No, it's just going to be better racing. Yeah. And, and like the APC series, it's a, fun series to watch but the whole field was within two tenths right it, it turns into boring because mm, mm-hmm. nobody can pass right you know right so give guys less traction take it away yeah you know and then you got the other problem how you get the traction back mm-hmm. you know so it's I don't know I don't I don't think I'd get involved in starting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah starting it <laughs> from scratch yeah or you pay good money Mm-hmm. And you give them a slice of paper that says you gotta have seat belts and a helmet. Right. And a V eight. Yeah. And this tire. Yeah, and then have at it. You gotta weigh this much.
1: Yeah, have fun boys. Yeah, simple to enforce. Enter super entertaining. And then you get uh, you know, all the guys who enjoy the aspect of, you know, the engineering of a car and building a car and finding all the trick parts.
0: Yeah. To really flex on those guys. Yeah, but I don't know if, you know, who's going to take that chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big gamble. <clears throat> yeah. But I think it would fly. Mm-hmm. You know, a one page rule book is the best. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I like. You know, gives, gives some guys some freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like our, our stuff. Some of the rules are crazy because, you know, they're not, they're better now. But back when you're transitioning from a, stock a-frame to a fabricated a-frame you'd go to a junkyard and get an a-frame spend you got to get everything sandblasted yeah okay then you got to chop it all up you got to fabricate it to what you want you got to put the bushings in it anyway you could have built two tubular a-frames right you know but it's that stuff takes forever to change Mm -hmm. so Mm. what uh you know,
1: I always ask at the end kind of what advice you'd give, um, you know, someone starting out who wants to, I'll ask you a couple advice questions, I guess, but, you know, someone someone starting out who wants to make a career in, in racing, where they should start and kind of the path they should take.
0: I think you got to have good people around you. Mm. Um, and that's not necessarily your people who are yes men. Right. Sometimes you need somebody to say, no, no, that was your fault, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I see a lot of guys today who can do no wrong Mm -hmm. within their team, which is great. You need that. But you also need somebody to say, hey, you might have done this different. Right. Right. That's how you learn. Mm -hmm. Um, We went through it. Yep. You know, and good people. Like, I was so fortunate. Mm. I had freaking Junior Hanley, my dad. Ken Stewart. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, the guys you'd want. Fa- just fabricators, you know, racers, and, <clears throat> you know, a lot of other people along the way, but, you have good people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, realize when you make a mistake, you know, if four guys are in the pits yelling at you, it's probably a reason. Yep. Um, and then, just, good people all the time good equipment Mm. and work hard at it Mm -hmm. you know hard work still works i think yeah and and have a budget right
1: right um any advice to anyone who would want to uh you know as that's as far as a racer goes but as far as um you know being a fabricator or building race cars or you know kind of any aspect being involved in a, in a race team or starting their own thing, what kind of
0: advice would you give someone? Go to your local racetrack. Mm -hmm. Um, Look for a team that's kind of family, family family-ish looking. Mm -hmm. Just say, I want to help. How can I help? You know, where do you live? Yeah. You know, and go to their shop on Wednesday nights and start there. If, if, if you know, if you're starting from scratch, sure. Just go to your local racetrack. Yep. Whether it's carts, cars, boats, whatever. And just volunteer, put the time in. Mm. And if you work hard and are there, you're going to be, you'll be running it in no time. Right. You know, because then if you want to do it on your own down the road, that experience is invaluable. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're learning on somebody else's heartache. Right. You know, so just volunteer. You know, there's so many teams right now mm-hmm. who are dying for people. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Like somebody who would come and, but everybody wants to get a big salary now and get paid, and, you know, the payment is the experience, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I agree, I agree. And, the, and, you know, I guess the younger you can start, the less you're going to, you know, feel that you – need or
0: deserve, you know, a paycheck doing it. Yeah, if it's something you think you're going to you're going to love, mm-hmm. like once you get it it doesn't go away. Yeah. You know, you're you're in it. Um, you know, you could go to you know, David White. Yeah. If you're in that area and say, "Hey, I want to I want to learn. What can I do?" Yeah. You know, you're going to sweep the floor. Damn, I used to sweep the parking lot on <laughs> Wallace Road. Sweep all the rocks off the parking lot. Yep. You know, sort the bolt bin. Yeah. Yep. You know, just, you know, whatever. But it changes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I was, you know, I was welding seats together. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. but you have to be willing to, you know, because those people never, like, if you come here and help, I'm never going to ask you to do anything that I haven't done. Right. Right. Right? So... Yeah, that's good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
1: appreciate it. All right. See you guys next week.